and welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby. And I'm Ethan Zareski. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys checked out last week's episode. Uh, Cropsy. Boy, what a creepy situation that was. Yeah, it was. Had and, and took a, a twist in the end to the real. Yeah, all of a sudden, this monster went from being debatably real to literally actually real. Yes, it, and I guess it became sad at the end because those children really were murdered. Yeah, because of all the child murders. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but this week, we got a fun one for you. Uh, wait, wait, doing... is that a spoiler? No child murders? Yeah, I'm going to say... No documented child murders this week, because this week we're going to be talking about the Lake Champlain monster, colloquially known as Champ. As always on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, Shibble this week, has done extensive research on a cryptid, a ghoul, a ghost, a demon, Champ in this case, and the Mm -hmm. other... Me, Ethan, has done absolutely no research into Champ. I really don't know anything except that Champ is from Vermont. And well, uh, that that's about it. I, I'd like to begin, Shibs, if if you if you would, uh, by telling you what I think Champ is. Yeah, tell me in your mind's eye, I tell you about Champ, the Lake Champlain Sea Serpent. What do you picture? What do you think's going on? Well, here's the problem. When you explained to me Champ from Vermont, you didn't say Lake Champlain Sea, sea Serpent. Okay, okay. I uh, All right, so just Champ, a monster from Vermont. What are you thinking? Okay, well, my first guess, which is going to be incorrect, but, uh, you know, I made Maybe it anyway. I was lying about the Lake Champlain thing. Yeah, Who maybe. Knows? Okay, okay, so I'll, I'll regain a bit of confidence. Uh, I think Champ is the ghost of a dead Vermont Little Leaguer. Nope. He... <laughs> but I, go on. I see him as like a nerdy little guy who had a hair lip, so all the other kids uh, made fun of him because kids are mean. Uh, mm-hmm. He never got a hit, so they called him Champ because uh, mm. kids are horrible. Relatable. Uh, then at, you never got a hit? No, never got a hit, never caught a ball. They just plunked me down in right field, and I just spaced out for like 90 minutes, and then they let me go home. Then after Champ struck out three times in the big game, they set up a huge prank. But the prank mm. backfired, and, and the little guy died. Ooh. So now his ghost haunts all the bullies of Vermont, and he comes through their windows and drags their souls to hell. And mm. I was trying to think of what the prank could have been, because usually in a horror movie, it's like a lame setup that the kid resists, you know, followed by a game beating. You know, like like one of them kneels behind him, and it's the big prank, and they're going to push him over, and the kid's like, no, enough, and he stands up for himself, and they all just attack him. That, yeah, that classic prank, beating a child to death. Well, look at a lot of horror. I mean, look at Candy Every corn, April Fool's. Candy Corn, Terror on All Hallows' Eve, um, uh, Pumpkinhead. There are a lot yeah. of movies. Yeah. Okay, so second guess. Champ from Vermont. When you think about it as a name, like, oh, my buddy Champ from Vermont. 
kind of mm-hmm. sounds like a senatorial challenger to Bernie. So okay. Good luck to him with that. If that's what Champ is, he's going to be a big fucking loser. Uh, Probably. Champ, Champ also sounds like the name for like the Alpha Cryptid. Okay. Like he's the champion of the cryptids and the ghoulies we've discussed. And if that's true, I wouldn't be surprised if he were enormous, like a King Kong Godzilla beast. Okay. But then I thought, why hasn't he been spotted if he's in Vermont? So not a, a Sasquatch ghoul or a zombie with no conscience. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking, why wasn't he spotted if he's like King Kong? And then I'm thinking people probably see him all the time and just assume it's because they're high. Fair uh, enough. Um, or maybe Champ is so big and moves so slowly that he's imperceptible and he just looks like a mountain or a cloud. Okay. Okay, those are all great ideas. We initially had discussed the idea of Ethan doing Champ, and when I had imagined what Champ was going to be, I had thought that it was going to be like an evil version of Gritty. Of who? Gritty, the famous hockey monster. I've never heard of Gritty. You've never heard of Gritty, the NHL mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers that's all over the internet now? Google Gritty real quick. Gritty is incredible. You've got to check out Gritty. Spoiler, Champ is not a Gritty. <laughs> He's the Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you just Google Gritty, you'll find him. Um, he's he's a horrible monster. He's a wonderful monster. <laughs> he no, he looks. He's got eyebrows that are arched in a really mean way, and he has a big. No, he's evil. Boy, he's got a big boy. red face. He looks like he's on fire, and he's got arched eyebrows like every cartoon villain, and big eyes. It sounds like we got a Penguins fan in the house, folks. Am I right? I hate hockey. And you don't know anything about hockey. (laughs) Sounds like we got a real Edmonton Oilers fan (laughs) in the house. Am I right? You just may be. So, uh, (laughs) where, uh, what if I introduced you to Champ by the way of a work of fiction. I think that would be great. I know you learn best through narrative fiction. I'm beginning to learn very well through narrative fiction. So if you could hit me with a story, I would be quite thankful. All right. Close your eyes and picture this. Not until I sing. Okay. Please sing. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. Story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time! Story time! It's good to get out of the city every now and then. At least that's what your butler told you. After all, the multi-billion dollar company you inherited from your father practically runs itself. The charitable foundation you inherited from your mother is largely an excuse to throw lavish parties that bolster your image as a millionaire playboy. You have most of your enemies imprisoned. So... Why not get out of town? Bruce Wayne, you're going fishing. (laughs) Alfred practically insisted after you spent a month trying to figure out the connection in the Riddler's latest crime spree, only to realize that you were falsely accusing him of seven unrelated crimes after someone robbed the Laffy Taffy factory. So you put on your best normal person disguise and drove a canoe up to the shores of Lake Champlain. Sure, you keep a well-stocked pond on your palatial estate, 
But Alfred knew that you would just end up wandering back into the cave if you stayed on the property. Here on the lake, surrounded by morning fog, it feels like it was worth the drive. You paddle to a shady corner and sip on your thermos of coffee between idly casting into the depths. It's so peaceful, you almost hope you don't catch anything. As the fog burns off in the morning light, your keen detective eyes spot what appears to be a downed tree trunk floating across the lake. But then, it takes a sharp turn across the current. Unnatural. It could be some sort of crime, you think, and decide to check it out. Your Olympic-level muscles paddle you towards the mysterious trunk with speed and grace. Your canoe cuts through the lake like a batarang. As you approach this so-called tree trunk, it turns towards you. This is no tree trunk, but some sort of aquatic lizard. Its horned head is the size of a lazy boy recliner. Its mouth filled with teeth as thick as your thumbs. It capsizes your canoe with a swat of its mighty flipper. As you swim back towards the surface, your mind races, trying to remember any freshwater villains you might have faced that would send such a beast after you. The killer croc? No, he works alone. And anyway, Alfred is the only one that knew you were here. Has he been compromised? Before you can answer these questions, you surface, and the lake monster is there waiting for you. The sun directly behind it, the thing stares at you, and it looks almost beautiful. You gaze into its milky white eyes. In that moment, there is a recognition. This lake monster is no criminal. Just like you are the protector of Gotham City, it is the protector of Lake Champlain. Two sides of the same coin. If Two-Face could only see you now. Suddenly it dives back down into the murky depths of the lake. You tread water for a moment, waiting for its next move, but it is already gone. You swim over to your upturned canoe and laugh. Bruce Wayne, you just had a run-in with Champ, the Lake Champlain monster. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well written. So that... That's Champ. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out how to tell a story. Because a lot of the stories are just that we're doing have been turning into, you see the monster. This is what it looks like. I needed to give it some more context. I feel like that helped. Is that what we've been doing? Have we fallen into that trap? I've certainly fallen into that trap. You've had much more narrative than I have. Mine have always just been, you're a weirdo. Here's the guy. <laughs> Your kid Portugal. Yeah, you're kid Portugal, and you're killed by a monster. <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> no, no, it's it's succinct. I like that part of it. <laughs> yeah, mine are not succinct. I thought that I thought that was great. I loved that it was Batman. I loved that he was looking for. He thought it might be a criminal. It's true. The Batman. That's his first. He goes to that instinct. Yeah, is yeah. that a crime or a log? I like that. So, you ready to learn about Champ? Was Alfred compromised? <laughs> Was Alfred compromised by a freshwater villain? I like how you took time to draw the juxtaposition between Batman as the protector of Gotham and uh, uh, Champ as the protector of Lake Champlain. That was beautifully done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think out of all... This is one of our rare monsters that I don't think of as particularly threatening. I think of Champ as sort of a noble beast. 
but he's not helpless like the squonk. No, no, he's not. He's he's a, a proud, powerful cryptid out there doing his thing. Or that at least that's one theory. I have several theories, which I'm excited to tell you about. Can I sneak in th- uh, three quick Vermont facts to give you uh, some background? Vermont facts. Absolutely. Number one, Vermont became the 14th state in 1791. It was the first admitted after the 13 colonies. Before that, it was its very own country. Founded in 1777, the Vermont Republic operated a post office, issued its own currency called Vermont Coppers, and abolished slavery. Yeah, good for them. They are all, Vermont has the best facts. Number two, Vermont has one cow for every 3.8 people, which is the nation's highest ratio of cows to people. That, that, you know, they're known for their cheddar, so I believe it. Number three, which is awesome, Vermont is the least religious state in the U.S. Huh. Only 22% of respondents to a 2013 Gallup poll said they consider religion important. Wow. That's really interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Who would have thought? Because you're in so much natural beauty up there. That northern part of New England is such a beautiful part of the world. You know what? Let me throw one more in. Vermont is a relatively poor and rural state, but it regularly comes out on top in nationwide rankings of health, happiness, and intelligence. Hmm. Well, you know what? Everything I'm hearing about Vermont makes it sound pretty dang dope. Yeah, you don't hear me come up with facts like these. Usually there's something horrific. Yeah, normally you'd be telling me about a series of brutal rapes that happened in Vermont, and I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's just not much that Bernie's cleaned the place up, I guess. I guess so. He's really looking out for his constituents on a national level. And the cows. Yeah. So, Champ. Champ. I'm very excited to get into it. Give it to me, Ships. Champ is a lake monster, or arguably a freshwater sea serpent, that is roughly 30 feet long. That lives in Lake Champlain, which is on the borders of New York, Vermont, and Canada. Uh, So, as a a lake monster, it's obviously related to uh, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, And there's one that's straight-up Canadian that its name begins with an O, and I've forgotten what it is. So, I'm going to look really quickly in my handy-dandy... Talking about O, uh, what is Omegle? I feel like that's uh, one of those uh, Russian websites that steals your credit cards. Okay. I just read about it in the comments on an internet site, and I didn't know what it was. It's some sort of thing. Man, it's some sort of social media. Uh, the one I think of is the Ogopogo, which lives in British Columbia. So that's related to Nessie and Champ. Yeah, I mean, maybe not blood-related, but categorically, in that they are all freshwater cryptid sea monsters so they'd be under the same nomenclature if we were going to categorize them yes maybe not if we were yeah i'd put them all in the same chapter of the same book same genus yeah although i don't want to jump to any conclusions right because maybe one of them is a long lost dinosaur that's true one's magical and maybe another one is just a uh you know a rediscovered species like a coelacanth we'll have to find out by me being quiet and you telling us well, let me give you a little bit more of a physical description. Okay. Uh, it uh, is a, it has horns like a buffalo. It's uh, <laughs> weird. It has thick gray-green hide. Uh, it has uh, flippers and uh, a red ring around its neck and a white star on its forehead. 
a red color, like a, a just a color red ringed around its neck, or yeah, a just ring. it has like no, not not a physical object. Yeah, like red scales. Okay. In a ring oh, that's cool. Snack. I like that. Yeah, it gives a little pop. You need that pop color. Uh, Excuse so, me. Some Red Bull. No, you gotta. It gives you wings. It it, it it's giving me wings right now. I'm excited for champ. You remember Four Loco? Do we ever a Four Loco guy? Was I? Did I drink it? No. Didn't people die from drinking? I mean, like teens did because they would drink like a bunch of them. I never drank it because I read the label once and I saw that it had as much caffeine as a pot of coffee and as much alcohol as a bottle of wine. And I was like, that that's too much. That's too much. In both ways. I, yeah, I feel like if I drank one of those now that I'm like approaching 40, I would just die. <laughs> but back to Champ. Uh, Legends of Champ uh, can be trained back to the uh, local Native American peoples, uh, the uh, Abenaki and the Iroquois. Uh, it was called the Gitaskog by the Abenaki and the Jodi Quado by the Iroquois. That would be the the what? The Jodi Quado. Oh, okay. Uh, by the Iroquois. Wasn't Quado the uh, monster who grew from another man's stomach in Total Recall? Yes, but I think that was with a Q. This is with a K. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was so, okay, but I might be wrong. I always imagine it's like Quattro without the R, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's I, related. I, I, I so I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> Quattro could very well be a distant relation of Champ, the Lake Champlain monster. We're gonna put a pin in that one <laughs> to be investigated <laughs> later. <laughs> So uh, they uh, both these peoples described it as a uh, great horned serpent that would devour man whole. It was also uh, described as part of uh, uh, the trickster tradition of um, like supernatural figures, like a Loki, or uh, yeah, or like uh, the way the coyote is depicted in like southwestern uh, Native American tradition. Trickster like guy, that, yeah, that kind of spirit. A mischievous type of situation. Like Reynard the Fox on The Magicians. Sure. Or like Swiper the Fox on Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Not to the same degree, but sure. You know, his tricks are very obvious. He's going to try and take your stuff. But all you need to do is say, don't do that. And he goes, ah, forget it. <laughs> if I remember correctly. I don't think those are the exact magic words, but it was something to that effect. Yeah, you get the idea. So the first white person to see Champ was actually the French explorer slash cartographer Samuel de Champlain. He's about to ruin our legend. I am about to improve it! (laughs) Improve it! They always say improve. Uh, he uh, gave the lake uh, its name and indirectly the lake monster its name. It already uh, had a name. N- it is called Champ after me. Yeah. Champlain. Yeah. It, there were already people living here. That very well may be, but they did not give anything a name. They did not make any kind of map, and so I get to make the map and I get to give the names. I suppose, fair enough. 
No problem, Thomas. That's your name, too. Red Feather. Thomas Red Feather. Your, your name is just Thomas. Red Feather. Good adieu. <laughs> Do you have any more of those blankets? They worked out I so well. I said adieu. Very well, sir. <laughs> so, uh, in 1609, he d- was alleged to have seen Champ swimming out there and described seeing something that was a 20-foot-long serpent as thick as a barrel with the head of a horse. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm going to say that he might have seen it as a serpent because he had only saw Champ's neck sticking up out of the water. And he, so he wouldn't have seen the body with the flippers. And that might also explain some of the size discrepancy. Right, right. The extra 10 feet that he missed. Yeah. Uh, the next documented sighting was in 1819 where it was uh, referred to as the Cape Ann Serpent. That's uh, not its name. We named it hundreds of years ago. Well, that's too bad, Pally, because it's the Cape Ann Serpent there. <laughs> what was that? What was that, that? That that was I was getting close to Canadian. I got there by the end. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> you guys are such assholes. Hey, friend. Uh, hate to be the one to break it to you, but... Uh, <laughs> It's Cape Ann Serpent. Sorry. Have you ever heard of skinwalkers? Uh, uh, we we call those uh, <laughs> we call those Tommy boys. Yeah, yeah. Just keep keep thinking that. Uh, so, uh, the uh, it was documented in the Plattsburgh Republican, a newspaper of record at the time, and it was uh, seen by someone referred to only as Captain Crumb. That, that's who saw that's who saw a champ yes captain crumb saw a champ well he has a title he is a captain does he have how his own dare you doubt him does he have his own cereal uh it probably actually it sounds better than captain crunch already captain crunch too crunchy uh he described it as being 187 feet long <laughs> he has a depth perception issue well, you know how fishermen always exaggerate. <laughs> it was 187 feet long. <laughs> but uh, he did uh, identify it as having the red band around its neck Ooh. and the white marking on its forehead and eyes the color of peeled onions. I, I don't know what color that is. Uh, I guess it depends on the onion, but I'm going to assume that it's going to be a white onion. So a, a whitish, greenish, yellow... It was Milky in the story, right? Milky Way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that where that came from? Yes, that came from Captain Crumb's account. <laughs> okay, good. I knew there was a valid source for that, the Milky Eyes. Oh, yeah. You this wouldn't is, make I that up? No, I don't make anything up. This is all fact. <laughs> Captain uh, the Crumb. First, the first documented sighting by a government official was in 1883 by a Sheriff Nathan H. Mooney. <laughs> In 1873... Wait, wait, what did he, Sheriff Mooney say? Oh, he said he saw Champ. That, that was, <laughs> I that saw was Champ, it. that's all. Yeah, Champ was there. That's that's I the end him. of my recollection. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he was just taking notes at the end of his shift, like, uh, f- uh 420 hours. One Champ's stolen there. horse, engine's dead, saw Champ... I'm I'm hoping that by 1883 we weren't still having Indian wars in Vermont, <laughs> <laughs> especially in Vermont. 
Yeah, but it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we did. Yeah, we were horrible to the Native Americans. Yes, really a dark, dark page in America's history. More than and one, it's more than one page. Today. More than one yeah. page, yeah. Yeah. And that's anyway, why I'm a Washington football team fan and have been my entire life. Go Washington football team. Woo! Uh, in 1873, P.T. Barnum offered a reward of $50,000 for the capture of Champ. Okay, what is that in today's money? I looked that up, and they it's a little bit older than they can directly adjust for inflation. Uh, because I think at some point we switched to like off the gold off standard the gold or whatever, standard, yeah. but uh, it's would be my guess is around one point five million dollars. I thought it'd be more, but still, that's that's a great reward. He must have yeah. known this was horseshit. <laughs> PT Either that or he knew. Risk it. <laughs> or best case scenario, he does get champ. Yeah, great. He could make money off a of champ. P.T. Barnum could do that. And if not, he's getting free publicity. It's a win-win-win for P.T. Barnum. No, this thing is bad publicity. Didn't he say that? It, uh, if he didn't, he should have. Yeah, it's something he would say. He said yeah. a sucker's born every minute, right? Yeah, that he did say. Yeah. He's from Bridgeport, Connecticut. God, he's great. Do you know... Uh, we're, from, his... we're from Connecticut, I'll, I'll mention, just so people don't he... think I knew that for no reason. And I dated a gal... Uh, who uh, worked for P.T. Barnum. Her last name was Bailey, and she was uh, uh, related to uh, the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey. She was descended from that Bailey. Oh, really? She was in Connecticut. Yeah. Was she wealthy? No. (laughs) Although she did live in Greenwich. Oh. Was she a performer? Um, No, she was a writer. Oh, well, that's, you know, she was in entertainment. Yes. And and a wonderful gal probably hasn't listened to the podcast, but shout out to you, Sarah. You're I don't fantastic. believe that you're friends with all your exes. I am with eighty percent of them to varying extents. Which one is there? One you're not friends with? Yes. Like it's very bad. Uh, I feel very guilty about how I treated her. Oh well, we don't have to get into that. And I can't imagine it was that bad for the audience who thinks that he was horrible. It was probably like he forgot to give her flowers. So I mean, relax. I I well anyway. So back to Champ and <laughs> off of my relationships with all of my exes. I love when we get there. I love you are it. all fantastic. You are all great women. I was very lucky to know all of you. The legend of Champ uh, persisted <laughs> for roughly another hundred years. Uh, with no notable sightings uh, until 1977 was when Champ was photographed what? by a tourist named Sandra Mancy. And I'm going to put the photograph up on our uh, Twitter and we'll put it on the Instagram and on the Facebook uh, so you can see a photograph of Champ, the Lake Champlain sea monster. Uh, she was f- saw it floating along when she was on vacation up there with her family. So she had her camera with it and just snapped a picture and uh is it legit it you have to be the judge for yourself no i mean has it been examined to see if it was doctored? it's been examined it it hasn't been doctored okay that was my question has it been doctored it has not been doctored okay so you cannot see what it is very clearly it's not like you see its eyes and its mouth and it's like hi i'm champ (laughs) you know it's but it's not like a big red ring around it with the horns and everything no but you see something that's like oh that 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 could be champ. That could be champ. 
what was his original name? Uh, the one we named d- him. The oh boy, that voice might get us in trouble. Uh, Why would that the, voice get you in trouble? Boy, I don't even know. That uh, that the is Abenaki. the wise. That is the wise leader of the tribe. That seems kind of like a stereotype. Even if positive stereotype is still a No, stereotype. he's not a stereotype. He happens to be the particular wise leader of a particular tribe. His name is Thomas Redfeather. The Abenaki called him Gitaskog. Yes. And Gitteskog. the uh, Iroquois called him Jody Quado. <laughs> it makes Something me funny about makes me laugh. Jody Quado? Because it reminds me, it's like a combination of Jody Sweeten and Quado okay. from Total Recall. That's the combo that's making me laugh. Fair enough. It is funny. Jody Sweeten uh, from Full House um, got into a bad drug habit. Oh. Yeah, it's sad. And also has tremendous, bre- like, not in a sexual way, am I saying this, but in an, oh my God, like, tremendous breasts, like, needs surgery, like, probably has back pain, but is definitely notable enough for me to say it. Okay. I will not be posting a picture of that on our Twitter or Facebook. On Instagram, Instagram I'll try and I'll try and get one up there for you. <laughs> uh Champ, uh there's also allegedly been some camcorder footage and some audio field recordings. Uh I was not able to to track those down, but they are detailed on Champ's Wikipedia page. So that comes to all the the details that I have about Champ itself. I have a little bit about Champ in uh, popular culture and its relationship with the the locals around Lake Champlain. You want to get three quick Vermont facts in there just to break it up and then we can go into that? Vermont facts. I absolutely do. And they're all positive. I thought this would cheer you up, you know, because my usual Yeah, this is great. I'm loving these Vermont facts. Number four. Vermont is one of the most progressive states. It was the first to grant women partial voting rights in 1880, the first to abolish slavery, and the first to legalize same-sex marriage. One thing that's not legal in Vermont, billboard advertising. It is completely illegal. Huh. Number five. Dummerston, Vermont, is the birthplace of snow golf, thanks to the creative talent of Rudyard Kipling, who invented the sport at his home. Snow golf. Wow. Well, Rudyard Kipling from Vermont. Uh, or lived there and played Wait. snow golf. Good for him. I bet that's a great way to get some fresh air in the winter. And this, um, on the heels of uh, the bad piggy going to jail, uh, is an especially poignant fact. Alexander Lucius Twilight, uh, born 1795, and uh, well, I should say when he died, otherwise he's not alive still, 1857, was an American educator, minister, and politician. He is the first African-American man known to have earned a bachelor's degree from an American college or university, graduating from Middlebury College in Vermont in 1823. In 1836, he was the first African-American elected as a state legislator, serving in the Vermont House of Representatives. He was also the only African-American ever elected to a state legislator before the Civil War. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's positive Vermont facts, baby. Yeah, boy. What a, this is our most uplifting episode yet, I think. I will be back in the the gutter next next episode. Yeah. Trust me. Don't you worry. We'll be talking about some sort of filthy sex-murdering monster <laughs> next week. And about all the horrible memories you have of yourself. <laughs> 
self-loathing. So that should be the, the... We should do a lot of self-loathing in the next episode. Yeah, I can't wait. Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour will be right back. What's so scary about scary movies? What gets underneath your skin waking you up in a cold sweat at night? Greetings, whorehounds. I'm Rob Sercha. I'm Devin Shepard. And I'm David B. Jacobs, and we are Cadaver Dogs. Join us as we dig up the deep-rooted messages and cultural influences buried in some of the greatest films of horror cinema. Each episode, we'll pick two of our favorite scary movies and discuss their history, themes, and the filmmakers behind the lens. From slashics, shriekwolves, and scream makes, to B-horror and Blumhouse, we're here to explore why you care about the movies and loves to scare. Subscribe to Cadaver Dogs wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on social media at Cadaver Dogs Pod and tell us what horror films you'd like us to sink our teeth into. See you next time, pups. monster is back champ unlike most of our monsters has been embraced by locals uh for example port henry new york uh, has champ day on the first saturday of every august that's cool this year that's going to be august 7th uh there will be a cryptozoologist meet and greet (gasps) a champ lure contest where There'll be an adult and children's category, and whoever comes up with the best way to lure Champ up to the surface for a photograph wins a $50 prize. And how do you judge that? Uh, I imagine there's a team of judges. I imagine if any of them work, by default, you're the winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I'm assuming... <laughs> but other than that, the, I think the judges will be... Uh, you know, they'll have a team of experts, probably maybe some of the cryptozoologists, who will say, that is how I would attempt to lure Champ. Maybe it's a visual Out of all of thing. these, maybe I think this one has the best... But maybe it's yeah. funny. Maybe it's like, oh, yeah. a Twinkie. You know, I'll throw that in the water. You know, like like a float, you know? Yeah, and and I'm sure there's also going to be like grading for effort. Like if someone goes to the effort of putting something really big and creating right. it together, they'll be like, yeah. Uh, there will be tons of fun for the kids, including Penelope the Clown, who seems to be booked for a blistering five-hour set. Five uh, hours on stage? Five hours of being a clown. They have her listed as times as a clown. I'm sure a lot of that is crowd work. Yeah, but that's a lot of crowd work. I hope I'll, I hope it's a lot of face painting. Otherwise, I mean, it's yeah, burn out. Not, yeah, get some breaks in there. Jeez. Uh, hang in there, Penelope. We salute you. Uh, also in Vermont, uh, there's the uh, their only minor league baseball team is the Vermont Lake Monsters. Uh, <laughs> and the mascot is a champ. That's awesome. Uh, so I... I was right about uh, the sports mascot connection, but I got there backwards. <laughs> Wait. But they do have some cool champ merch. I was about to guys... say, would you wear a champ jersey? I don't know. I might wear, like, a champ hat. You wouldn't wear I'm the not jersey? A, like, a jer- I'm not a jersey guy. Yeah. I don't really wear jerseys. I don't either anymore. I used to love them. How about, like, a t-shirt? Like, a champ t-shirt? Yeah, a t-shirt I'd wear. I'll get you a champ t-shirt. Uh, but noted alumni from the Vermont Lake Monsters include two-time Golden Glove winner Orlando Cabrera. Oh, wow. All right. That's a real player. Yeah, he's a real guy. 
No, I mean he's a real play. I mean he's a player. I mean, uh, and but he's also a real guy. Yeah, he's, he yeah, exists. He's, so <laughs> that lends some credibility to our story. It does. It, it very well could be a real uh, lake monster because Orlando Cabrera does exist. He is real. Some of this story is real. Yeah, yeah. I like how you bolster it with facts like that. Yeah, like Orlando Cabrera exists. <laughs> so I was wrong in the beginning. This is not a dead little leaguer. No, it is not. It is 100% the world's, I think, I'm going to say friendliest sea monster. Well, let's think of the other sea monsters. We don't really know. Well, we haven't discussed any other ones, so. Yeah, it's true. Sea monsters, I think, as a class, tend to be, especially in modern times, more friendly. Like, I imagine, like, medieval people are afraid of sea monsters because they're traveling so much by ship. But we haven't heard about sea monster attacks in ages. Oh, yeah? So How say, about sharks? I mean, I think I'm thinking of sharks and sea monsters as two different things. I'm not. I'm thinking that's absolutely a sea monster. What, what, do you, what would you categorize that as? It's an eating, killing machine that swims around the ocean and is 20 feet long. I might call it a fish. Yeah, that would be fish. correct also, but it's, it's definitely a sea monster. Fair enough. Then, okay, and with giant... I mean, the sea is very scary, and I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get to some form of sea monster. That's true. And maybe I'm thinking specifically of sea serpents. Like, obviously, like, those moray eels are very scary. Yeah, they are. But I think of now when we think of, like, a sea serpent that's, you know, the size of a school bus, we imagine it to be less... We're more inclined to think of it as being something friendly because we have less reported attacks from. Sea yeah, sea. yeah. Back then, they, you know, a giant octopus now is so cool, and we take pictures of it and put it on YouTube and stuff. But back then, it would take a ship down, or they were they feared that it would. I mean, we're talking about how this bad boy can mess things up. It seems only natural that we transition to fight night. <sighs> fight night. Fight. That's catchy. It really is catchy. Yeah, that uh, that song, by the way, was done by my old bandmate Pete Spear, and boy, great guy. Shout out to Pete. The opening uh, is done by Josh Johnson, and as is the closing. Yeah, uh, other incidental music are by me. The ones that are bad. <laughs> They're not bad. They have personality. It's true. Uh, so, how many uh, how many shacks are we thinking is it going to take to take down... Boy, and I'd hate to see this fight happen, but maybe they're fighting over the same girl or something. Okay, we have to put aside our the affable nature of both the monster and Shaquille O'Neal and just have them go at it. We can't, you know, say they're not going to fight just because they're Yeah, this nice. is like... Yeah, like when the Human Torch would fight Namor, and then they'd, by the end of the issue, you'd be like, oh, I guess it was all just a big misunderstanding. You're like, there's some sort of misunderstanding, and they're fighting. That's what's going right, on. Right, Namor, because I know who Namor Namor the Submariner. Oh, okay. You know, whenever I, I, they would have... I got I, the Submariner, I got. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. At the end of the day, they're fighting. How many shacks? A lot, because they're going to be in the water... Yeah, and Shaq's... I saw him on Shaq versus get in the pool, and he was not super strong in the water. Well, he's not going to be super fast in the water because he's such a big guy. 
Yeah. Um, and also, water doesn't favor man over sea beast anyway. It favors sea beast. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. it's so huge, 30 feet. Actually, you think about it, that's only four shacks. Yeah. But you got to figure it's got to be like as wide around, even the neck is probably going to be as wide around as like a small tree. So he's not going to be able to like strangle. Do the shacks have weapons? Let's say they have like uh, diving knives. Scuba, scu- yeah, diving knives. Exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, so you said yeah, you were going to say scuba knives. Exactly the same. So they're going to have to do it in volume and just let it bleed out. So I say ten shacks. Okay, that that I was thinking maybe six could get it done, six but it's th- that same order. You know what I yeah. mean? It's once we get like between three and twelve, you're talking about more or less the same kind of idea for yeah shacks. we're both between five and ten so yeah more than a handful are you ready for your next fight absolutely fight night we have champ versus a diplodocus okay very similar but here's the thing champ has been around for a very long time and i'm gonna say that champ is one specific creature you, it is not a species you've decided that it's a young diplodocus I've decided that it is uh, possibly immortal, which means to me that it has something supernatural about it that I think is going to give it the edge in the fight against a Diplodocus. Okay. Understood. You ready to move on? Uh, I'm ready. Uh, do you got any more of fights? Of course. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, we'll move on yeah. to fights. Like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were like ready to move on to the next fight. Oh, God. No. What, what no. travesty No, obviously. That would be. Yeah. We no, have give me some more champ fights. Champ versus a very determined Japanese whaler. Mm. And I'm not going to imitate him. Thank you for not doing that. Uh, those guys <laughs> are are they have a great tradition of whaling. That's not, it's 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 a, a, a grand tradition, tradition but it's not great. <laughs> yeah, they have they have a tradition of whaling. Yes. Uh, and that is, you know, like if, so we're going to assume that this guy's going to know a thing or two about fighting a big monster from a boat. Oh, it's hard not to imitate him. It's so hard. Yeah. It's pretty tough, but you're doing a great job. We're almost there. Hang in there. Thank you. And so he's going to have his harpoon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put this on. They must. Do you think harpoons are still the go-to whaling technology? Yeah. I don't think you could improve on the harpoon. No, I think that's what they use. Not, I mean, they're not what they use. I'm, I'm sure they're, like, shot out of a cannon now. Oh, yeah. They're not throwing them by hand. No, of course not. But, I mean, I'm sure they, like, have, like, the high-tech technology and, you know, the range-finding equipment and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I'm going to say the whalers got it. That's Unless so sad. He's too used to working with a team. Oh, that could, that could be true also. Yeah. All right. Champ versus being discovered. Would he survive mm. being discovered by people? I think I'm going to say this because it feels magical to me. <laughs> I think that part of what gives Champ his spiritual immortality is his mystery, is the sense of wonder. If you were to capture Champ and define him and and take away his freedom 
you know, it'd be like when they they captured ET. Oh, do you know what or I mean? Or Big Bird like, when they painted him blue. Yeah, you gotta just you gotta set him free, like like Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. So he would start dying slowly if you put him if you if you uh, what's it called when you put him in a pen? Uh, captivity. Yeah, no captivity. If you put him in captivity, put he, him in would, captivity. he would start like losing his magic and his energy, and he would start shrinking. Yeah. That's so. That's the saddest thought. Especially if he was away from Lake Champlain. That, well, that's, that's what I'm my... picturing. They would move him to like you know Langley. Yeah. They they'd load him yeah into a big tank, and the general's son would be like, "Dad, you gotta bring him back to yeah. the lake. He's sick." Him and his friend. He's fine, son. Don't don't worry. We're just running a few tests, and and Champ would be like, to... "Can't you see he's sick? <laughs> Can't you see he's sick?" We told you not to move him. Thomas Redfeather, thank God you're here. He won't listen. His name is not Champ. What? It's Jody Sweeten. Okay, next up, we have Champ versus Mm -hmm. Bill and Ted in games of their choosing. Three out of five wins. Okay. If... If Bill and Ted get to choose the game, I'm going to have to put this one on Bill and Ted. You're right. Because there are a lot of games that Champ would not be good at. Yes. Double Dutch. Oh, yeah. That's, I don't uh, know if that's a competitive <laughs> game, is it? Well, let's say competitive Double Dutch. Champ gets to choose his partner. <laughs> okay. Okay. We have Champ versus... And this is strange that you brought this up because I had this. Champ versus Jody Sweeten, Candace Cameron, and the girl who plays Kimmy Gibbler. Okay. Now or in the classic Full House era? Now. Now. Okay. Because, yeah, they're going to have a lot more uh, experience. They're going to be a lot stronger. Uh, and you know what? They're, they really know how to work together. They've been doing it their entire lives. Yeah, I gotta put it on the gals. Really? They could kill Champ? I mean, Hollywood is vicious. So, they gotta be tough. Especially to be, a, you know, a middle-aged actress looking for work. That is a oh, tough that world. Was, is she that middle-aged? Are, I mean, they're older than us. We're middle-aged. They're not older than us. Oh, come on. They're like our age. I feel like they've got... I feel like it, well... I feel like Candace Cameron's older than us. How old do you think she is? I'm going to say 45. You're probably right. 45. Wow. Oh! On the button. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's practically uh, in the grave compared to us, who are 39. <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm not saying she's too old. I said her her age was her strength against. Uh, That's true. Her champ. wisdom and and what she's lived through. Yeah, it's tough out there. Champ versus the Minneapolis Police Department. Ooh, gonna put this one on Champ, baby. Yes. Eat him up. Um, um, um. Don't forget, he does have a history as being uh, an alleged man eater and trickster and protector. And protect, especially of the downtrodden. Yes, I will admit that I made up the protector part, but I think that's nice, and I like it. I like so it, I'm and I think it true. should be part of canon. Yeah, he's a protector. That was an excellent fight night, Chevelle. I enjoyed it. 
Me too. Those were some good ones. But after all this fighting, the real question is, you know, this sounds crazy, but can Champ love? A werewolf ate my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. And this might sound crazy, but... Can it love? Can it love? Okay, so here, when we were faced with the question, can it fuck? I did a little research. Well, first we're faced with the question of can it love? Oh, I, I ignored that. <laughs> yeah, you were just like, well, anyway, I think that's boring. Yeah, yeah, I, my brain tuned it out. I think, Tell me your dream date with Chip. I think it can love because uh, I think so. even though you made up that it's a protector, I think that that's what it is. It, I think the fact that you don't hear about people going missing and, and that sort of thing, especially mm -hmm. not recently, I, and it's such a powerful beast, you know, it, it'd be nothing for it to take somebody. I think it is a protector, and I think it does appreciate people and being left alone. I think it's a quiet, loving soul. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it certainly can love Lake Champlain and the peoples of New York, Vermont, and Canada. Do you think it knows if you're not from the area? <laughs> I think if it's, it gets, gets suspicious. Yeah, like, it's it dumping chemicals into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> they have been doing that for many years. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me, Thomas? We have to do something. I did tell you by letting a tear roll down my wooden face. I can't believe you're the wooden Indian come to life. <laughs> it's Native American. We've teamed up. Uh, so, <laughs> Thomas and the Monster. Coming this fall to CBS. Would it be CBS, really? I think it'd be CBS. Yeah, because CBS... Uh, CBS makes some weird shit. You can like stop and look at CBS, and I'm pretty much an NBC guy. I feel. I, like. I have a buddy who works very high up at NBC. I think it'd be funny to record us pitching him that show, Thomas Redfeather and uh, Champ, Thomas and the All Monster. Right. Seriously, yeah, we that, could record us it. pitching that, and that could be on Patreon. Sounds good. Okay, and he'll be just be like, "What are you talking?" About? <laughs> it's gonna be a hit. What if he likes it? Okay. So, can it love? We covered. What do you think about the love? You agree? Did, uh, yeah, I think so. What do you What do you think your dream date with Champ would be? Um, is Champ a chick or a dude? Uh, Champ is. Let's just say Champ is uh, non-binary. Okay, so that means it doesn't identify as a chick or a dude. Yeah, it's just Champ. Right, but does it have um? What genitals does it have? Uh, uh, I'm gonna say. It has uh, all conceivable genitals. Okay, good. That'll be useful. <laughs> well, your dream date is really getting right down to it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we want all options on. 
I don't know if my fucking dream date with a <laughs> sea monster is. What kind of question? My dream date with it would be, uh, I don't know. Mine it spends a bunch be a of money. Picnic on the shore. It spends a bunch of money on me. I don't know. My same as any girl's dream date. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that what people like? You spend a bunch of money and you eat food. And then the monster tries to make you watch a movie that it doesn't want to watch. I was going to have a picnic and we were going to skip stones. Oh, that's not, I guess I could have gone with that. <laughs> yeah. I guess watching a I guess watching a uh maybe watching a UFC or a, a Washington football team game with Champ. That sounds fun. But where that where would it sit? You guys could order a pizza? Where would it sit though? You would sit it would be on the shore in the water and you would be on the sand in a like a beach chair and you'd have a TV and in front of you have a little cooler with some beers. This segment's getting weirder. As the weeks go on. I like it, but it's getting weirder. Yeah, Yeah, we're figuring out. We're figuring out where to go with this bad boy. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) So, but you were talking about its genitals, which, you know, that sounds crazy, but can it fuck? That sounds crazy, but can it fuck? Okay, so, as I mentioned before... Um, Vermont's ranked with some of the healthiest and happiest people. Okay. Trojan brand condoms released its annual state safer sex index ranking. The study found Vermont to be the state with the best sexual health in the country. Oh, good for them. Vermont poll, uh, politicians are working to decriminalize sex work. Oh, nice. And um, also I looked up and I found on Hookup Travels, which I believe is a... It looks like just the greasiest site about like, hey, you're going here, here, mm-hmm. here. You can hook up. Yeah, here's where you can find someone to finger bang. Verm- yeah, that's that's the vibe I got. Vermont top ten overview: chance of picking up girls, three point five out of five. Not bad. Seems to be that. I mean, wouldn't you think that's just everywhere? <laughs> I mean, not for me. That's that's higher chances than I've had pretty much any place in my entire life. I got to adjust my chances for my um for my fatness now. I forgot about the whole. <laughs> Sounds like, yeah, and also that you have a living girlfriend. Oh no no no! I would never. Yeah, yeah that, that's a given. Picking these are all these are the. Gen- I have a wife, so obviously I'm not too concerned about chance of picking up girls. But for any of our listeners out there. Your chances are 3.5 out of 5. Look, That's a 70% chance. Looks of girls, 3.7 out of 5. That's pretty good. Attitude, that, 3.5 out of 5. Pretty darn good. Budget per day, 130 to 900 to pick up girls. Okay, that's doable. And then I got into some fish sex facts because, you know. Yeah. Some fish have male and female sex organs that can change genders like clownfish. Like champ. Yeah, well, that's what you said earlier, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Discovered in the waters of Vietnam's Mekong Delta, the Phallostesis coulong is a fish with a priapium, or fish penis, located on its chin. The genital opening of females is located in the throat. Okay. I knew it. Okay. So it's like they hug. And last... (laughs) It's worse than that. (laughs) Um, last but not least, I discovered about fish that when mating, because you can picture Champ doing this, when mating, a male anglerfish dissolves. 
When a male anglerfish mates with a female, it attaches its body to hers and essentially dissolves into a gelatinous mass, except for its testes. His body fuses into the female in her bloodstream, losing its eyes and organs, leaving only a sack of sperm. Boy, that's the dream, huh? Yeah, so fish have weird sex. Sex in Vermont is good, and hookup travels says that you got around a 3.5 in all of the categories, except locals' English level, which is a 5 out of 5. Really fluent in English. Up there. Yeah, in Vermont, excellent English. So I, I would say that, yes, there is a lot of opportunity for Champ to have sexual relations. In fact, I found mm-hmm. some erotica called Wet for Champ. Okay. And I'm not going to read it because it is disgusting. It. I can only imagine. But I did send you a review for Wet for Champ, and I thought maybe you could read it. Yeah, I'd love to. Wet for Champ. Review. Excuse the language, but this was effing awful. Really? Really? There aren't enough fetishes in the world, so you have to write about Champ? Really? Way to weird me out before my upcoming trip to Vermont in a month. Not only did the writing style make me cringe, phrases like glistening garden and sopping P asterisk 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 Y and raging manhood, but it fell flat once it was just orgasm after orgasm. Kaylee was a bit of a perverted sort of girl from the start, thinking about her friends quite sexually from the get-go. Throw in a mythical beast with two penises and the magical ability to transport them to a tropical cove and you have a very horny teenage girl grinding herself all over everything and everyone. Heck, she even tries to give a very irresponsible boat captain, Fergus, a hand job in the middle of a horrible storm. He has better things to do. Like making sure you all don't die because you begged him to take you out to see Champ in the middle of a storm. I was hoping for the ending to throw a it was all a dream curveball at me, but no, it was just as messed up as we read. No weird sexual dreams here. It all happened, apparently. And it changed her forever. Yeah, I'd change too if I had a hundred feet of mythical beast penis impaling me. Scary stuff. Very good. It's not all bad, though. Actually, wait, it was. (laughs) It was just as terrible as I expected when I saw this floating around on Tumblr. Orgasm after orgasm, all the girls did was either masturbate have oral sex, or have sex with Champ and the boat captain. That was it. That was the story. Well done. This little tale certainly confirms that there is no place in my library for mythical beast double penis sex. (laughs) I thought that was a strong, strong rebuke. Yeah, I guess... Why don't you tell us what you really think, right? I mean, Jesus, right? Yeah, kind of harsh. Kind of angry. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you were expecting when you bought this erotica about 
Champ, but it seems like it did have girls having sex with Champ, which would be like the number one qualification you'd be looking for. Yeah, it's wet for Champ. The the yeah. boat captain gets some action though, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could almost see complaining about that more than I could see complaining about the sex with Champ. Why does he have a double like, penis? That's like a shark. No, I feel like this author is telling a fib. I don't have the author's name. I'm very sorry. You know, Shibble, you've been telling me an awful lot about Champ. And he sounds like, I don't know, just really sweet. You know, really like a noble beast. I I hope he's real. Can can you tell me, shed some light on this. Is Champ real? Is real? Check it, Bavakasha. Hey. Hey. Well, I'll tell you a couple things that might change your opinion on the reality of Champ. First, uh, the quote that I gave from uh, uh, Samuel de Champlain about a 20-foot serpent with the neck as thick as a barrel. He was lying. Uh, That quote was first uh, actually published in uh, the summer 1970 issue of Vermont Life. What? No one could find... So somebody just made that up. It, wait, his quote first appeared in 1970. Yeah, that that quote was just made up, and it's widely quoted, but it was just made up you know, by someone writing for Vermont Life. What's the writer's he name? Did, I don't know. What a, what a liar! But there are. Uh, he did describe seeing some very large sea life, but it was suspected to be uh, either pike or gar. What are gar? Uh, uh, they're a big fish. Oh. I don't know too much about fish. I don't know anything about fish. That's why I asked what are gar. Uh, I think they're like very, I think they're kind of like freshwater eels kind of vibe. Uh-huh. Like that same kind of thing. Okay. Terry Gar is an actress, right? It's true. <laughs> uh, there was also, uh, the photograph that, uh, uh, Sandra Mancy took, uh, where that would have been, uh, it was only 14 feet deep and that wouldn't have been enough water for a creature as big as Champ to, to sort of hide in. Even as part of so, him? No, because his body would be too big. Because, you know, they picture him sort of like a plesiosaur. So he'd be like 10 feet tall. Uh, or 10 feet, you know, in circumference. So, like that, he wouldn't be buoyant in that much water. Mm. So people think that that might have just been a floating log. Uh, which is where I got that part of the story for Batman you know Uh, the uh, camcorder footage and audio recordings that I mentioned were uh, you know just too vague and unclear someone thought they saw some tracks on a Discovery special in 2003 but they were probably Snapping Turtle (laughs) I can see how you might mix up the tracks of a snapping turtle with a 30-foot plesiosaur. Yeah. The other possibilities are that it is, yeah, some sort of immortal plesiosaur. Or uh, uh, our theory that it's, in fact, some sort of uh, magical spirit uh, that is tied to the lake. Wait, and that is you, why you pass, it defies science. Before you pass the, that theory, um, couldn't it be, instead of just one immortal plesiosaur, couldn't it be a family of plesiosaurus? I feel like that's possible, but 
for some reason, immortal seems more likely to me, and I can't put my finger on why. I think because you'd like that to be the answer. <laughs> well, because I'd like it to be champ and not like the oh, champ family. Not like the champ fam. But, well, they were all, yeah. you know, but in that case, they're all part of champ. That's fair. They're, they're passing along the champ tradition. tradition. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's a uh, mutant plesiosaur that can reproduce asexually, but dies giving birth. <laughs> so there is just one at any given time. I'd like time. to know what someone else in my position would say to that. <laughs> I'd like to know like what what your response. They would, would say be that makes a lot of sense. When, I like that when idea. Shibel says that. Like what what would you say in, in my place? I'd like you to Twitter that. Well, that's all right because it looks like we're getting the red light from Uncle Monster. Oh my God! It is Uncle Monster. You're crazy. And, oh, do you have a couple of movie reviews for us, Uncle Monster? Uncle Monster, please. We're going to have so much time between now and the next episode. What should we be watching? Uh, I would maybe watch the the movie Incident at Loch Ness. (laughs) It stars Werner Herzog as himself. Or another good one is uh, The Lake House. Star Sandy Bullock. Can I try? Yeah. Hi. I'm Uncle Monster. I I suggest you watch As Above, So Below. It's a horror movie. It's like Dante's Inferno. It's below the city of France and it's scary. You'll enjoy it. And you'll thank me, your friend, Uncle Monster. Boy, those are some great ones, buddy. Thank you. I came up with them myself. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, We hope (laughs) you guys enjoyed learning about Champ. And if you want to Twitter at us, you can do that at Uncle Monster 6. And if he wants to answer... Wants... If he wants to Instagrams to us, you can also use Uncle Monster 6 and Facebook, Uncle Monster 6, and of course, the wonderful Patreon, Uncle Monster 6. Get in there for uh, early access to episodes and exclusive content, bonus episodes, uh, pictures, um, 60 second synopses, a ton of great stuff. Big old kisses, you name it. There's one tier, I think, where you get to talk <laughs> a phone call with Shibble. I put, <laughs> I put on there without telling him. All right, so yeah, let me know if you sign up for that one, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. Until then, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked.